conversation with Military Times' Leo Shane III, Defense News' Brian Harris, and Federal Times' Molly Wisner about the impact of the recently passed continuing resolution on the Department of Defense. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. If they figure out how to pass something by mid-January or early February, we're already four months into the new fiscal year, so that's going to cause a significant amount of headaches for federal agencies. And more on what could happen if a full-year budget is not passed by early next year. I'm your host, Jonathan Lairfeld. Today is November 27th, 2023. Hey everyone. So Leo, can you give a quick refresher on what happened with the recent almost shutdown? Yeah, look, this was another uh, tight tight fit for Congress to actually get a budget bill through, uh, just a temporary extension, uh, although it seemed like it was less stressful than the last one we went through. We've got the new House Speaker. Uh, he managed to put forward a, a relatively clean uh, budget bill, budget extension that breaks up the federal budget into two tiers. One's extended until January 19th, one's extended until February 2nd, effectively pushes the next shutdown threat through the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. So uh, a little bit of relief in that sense, but it does push the question of, is there going to be a full year federal budget into 2024? Um, if they figure out how to pass something by by mid-January or early February, we're already four months into the new fiscal year. So that's going to cause a significant amount of headaches for federal agencies when they look at their spending plans and their new programs and, and things of that sort. And Brian, even though they did pass this continuing resolution, how is DOD spending currently impacted? So as Leo said, this obviously is not a full budget. All it does is, as the last continuing resolution they passed in October, all it does is continuing extending fiscal 2023 um, spending levels, um, including for the Defense Department. So, you know, the uh, 2023 budget that's been extended for the defense budget total is about $857 billion. So that's what that does. The big issue, um, at least from a DOD perspective, perspective on CRs is that you can't start um, new contracting acquisition, new starts under a CR. You need a full 2024 budget to do that. So for instance, um, you know, the longer these go on, the more of a cascading delay is until you can begin contracting and acquisition. I think um, Undersecretary for Sustainment and Acquisition Bill LaPlante said last week that, you know, with this new deadline, um, DOD funding goes through February 2nd. That means they cannot begin new contracting to May. So you have like some pretty um, significant shipbuilding programs, for instance, that could fall further behind. There are some counter UA initiatives. And then, of course, there's a big push to ramp up the munitions industrial base. It's very hard to do that without a full year funding because, again, it all goes back to the contracting acquisition question. And Brian, some spending on building Navy ships is still allowed? Yes, there is one carve out. Um, it's somewhat rare that they do it in C in continuing resolution CRs, but the Navy specifically requested this. Both the last continuing resolution and this current one have a carve out for the Navy to continue procurement and construction on the Columbia class ballistic missile submarine. And this is because there's very little leeway here um, without the program falling even further behind. It, you know, and that's a big issue because they're already on a very 
very tight deadline that uh, and a delay could potentially create a nuclear deterrence gap. And on top of that, there's already a huge strain on the submarine industrial base with the goal that they're not yet up to speed on constructing one Columbia class and two Virginia class attack submarines per year. So the Columbia class provision is meant to address some of those concerns. However, you know, there's no carve out for the Virginia class submarine, which is also on a very tight deadline. And of course, uh, in addition to that, the AUKUS agreement with Australia and the UK um, requires even more of a ramp up of production. So uh, again, the Columbia class carve out is the bare minimum and it doesn't, you know, touch on the other shipbuilding programs, let alone other issues within DOD for programs. So again, Molly, when does Congress have until to pass a full year spending budget for FY24? Yeah. So as we talked about, you know, this CR is um, called laddered. Some people will call it, you know, segmented. You you see it called different things. But there are two extensions um, deadlines that are built on top of each other. So the first one uh, gets us through January 19th, and that applies to four bills that cover agriculture and the FDA, energy and water, military construction and veterans affairs, and then transportation and housing and urban development. Then the remaining eight appropriations bills have a later deadline of February 2nd, and that includes pretty much everybody else. So commerce, justice, of course, defense, your fin services and general government bill, homeland security, labor, health and human services, uh, and state and foreign operations. So it's unique in the sense that, you know, there are two very distinct deadlines set out. But, you know, some experts that we've talked to said that it's not all that unusual for government and Congress to want to sort of split up what would otherwise could be a a giant omnibus simply because one, you know, the speaker elections might have taken up a lot of time that Congress had to sort of figure out these kinks the last time around. But you'll also notice that the way that those two groups of bills are split up, you could justify it any which way. You know, there's some sense that maybe, you know, some bills that have a lot of policy writers that could complicate them might be pushed out to give them longer. But you know, insofar as we've been able to see talking with some budget folks who've looked at this, there's not really a clear indication about what the decision making factor was how to split these up. It's just a matter, I think, more so that Congress gets to avoid that sort of holiday push um, and can kind of punt all of this until everybody gets back from from the holiday season. So for each of you, what could happen in the early part of next year if a full budget is not passed? To, to Molly's point here, we're just not any closer to getting a full year budget. So I don't, you know, as, as as they push this ahead to new deadlines, this is really just more brinksmanship and really more questions as to how are they eventually going to get to the actual uh, solution, the actual the actual budget they need to move forward. In terms of individual agencies, uh, you know, VA is in that first tranche of of agencies that will come up on January 19th. It's actually in better shape than most because of advance appropriations. There'll be about 14,000 folks who are furloughed out of the 450,000 employees there, but most services will continue. That'll be okay. It's when you start to get into the other agencies, you start to see more complications. Uh, One thing I think it's worth pointing out is that the Fiscal Responsibility Act, that is the debt ceiling agreement that they passed back in May, that um, contains a provision that says, you know, if Congress does not pass these 12 appropriation bills that they need to for a full 2024 budget, then we get a full year continuing resolution with a 1% cut to every uh, federal agency below 2023 levels. 
Um, and that was kind of meant as an enforcement mechanism for them to pass a budget. But if that actually does happen and Congress can agree on a full budget, then we have uh, kind of a lot of the issues we were talking about before, but on steroids, basically. So the obviously for the Defense Department, for instance, what that means is they can't begin um, new starts, new initiatives. I already talked about some of those. But a full year CR, you know, would mean at least for DOD, if they don't do anything about that, like no new contracting acquisition throughout the year, except for whatever carve outs they're able to come up with. And that would, you know, severely hamper some of the the bigger modernization programs they have underway right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, look, bottom line here is anything short of a full year budget is in in the perspective of agencies and in the perspective of a lot of federal employees and service members who have to worry about, you know, paychecks and furloughs every few weeks is unacceptable. You know, I think, again, we would be at this point assuming, you know, February 2nd is that later deadline and there's still some things left on the table, you know, significantly into the fiscal year without long-term funding. And so, you know, even planning for a shutdown, whether or not it actually happens, um, is really a pain for agencies because they have to spend time diverting from their day-to-day work to, you know, figure out how to separate their workforce into accepted and furlough, to draft those notices, to sort of prepare for the fact that they might have to, you know, in the span of a couple hours, prepare to shut down their non-essential operations. So I think this is just a huge added workload on top of agencies that really don't have the manpower or the time to be spending on that. And I think too, you know, I mean, assuming we are looking at a Groundhog Day situation, literally because of that February 2nd deadline, large multi-agency contracts are very difficult to make progress on when some agencies might have funding to make progress on those and others might not. Um, And certainly, you know, I, I think you'll hear from other folks as well that it's difficult to project workforce needs when they're not sure that they're going to get funding. You know, a lot of these things, agencies have to hire teams out well in advance of a project, especially if it's you know, congressionally mandated or things like that. So all of that sort of just gets condensed um, and compressed. Uh, and it's certainly not the way that most agencies want to start a fiscal year. Molly, are there any other ways DOD civilians and other federal employees could be impacted by all of this? Yeah, I mean, one thing, too, is, you know, the last time around, there was, you know, about 850,000 federal employees who were impacted. You know, about 40% of those were furloughed and the rest, you know, had to to work uh, without pay. And so that's just government-wide. Um, so I think, again, especially after the holiday season, you know, folks might be thinking about, you know, okay, I've got sort of those finances out of the way, but that does not make it any less stressful. Um, and contractors, too, I think the impact on them is much less understood because there's just not as much data about how many of them there are, what kind of work they do. And so small business contractors especially don't have as much of a financial reserve or a cushion that they can sort of, you know, rest their heels on while they wait this out. And certainly, you know, remember, federal employees are the only ones who are guaranteed back pay by law. Contractors are not. So any impacts of a shutdown, if it happens, I think would have an even more outsized effect on them. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com slash EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. If you liked our conversation today, be sure to check out Leo, Bryant, and Molly's stories across our platforms. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruss. Have a great day.